Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. And from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking. Member FDIC. If you look at a map of Massachusetts, there's a little slice missing from the far southwest corner. A quirk of geography turned Boston Corners into a lawless area that went down in history for a prize fight turned riot in the 1850s. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I travel from New York to Boston to find places like Boston Corners. Its history fascinates me like it does Carol Falsetti. She moved here from Queens in the 1970s to be with her husband. He's a local. I'm a city girl, but it was very peaceful. And when we moved up here, I thought that it would be very easy to adjust because I could walk out and go for a walk. Great place. Falsetti leads me down a trail that was once a railroad line. Up ahead, we see a stone marker set in the ground by the side of the trail. That marker is the old southwest corner of Massachusetts before Boston Corners was ceded to New York. Falsetti and her husband Norman found out it was on their land when a friend described how he'd stumbled across the marker on a ramble through the woods. He told them where he was. And Norman said, that's our property. And I said, and now I know where that marker is, which was a wonderful find for us. Very exciting. We were very excited by it. The decision to draw the state lines here led to problems in the 1800s. There is basically no way to get to this little corner of what was Massachusetts without going to another state. Local historian Jim Benton says the Taconic Mountain Range separated Boston Corners from the rest of Massachusetts. There was no pass or easy way through the mountains. It is a very sheer, probably seven, 800-foot cliff. And most likely, mapmakers at the time didn't bother to visit the place to see that. Massachusetts police couldn't get over the mountains to keep the peace, so Boston Corners became a no-man's land. A constable from Massachusetts who had to come and uh, arrest someone or enforce some kind of law in that little corner of Massachusetts had to pass through Connecticut or New York, and once they left the state, they weren't a constable anymore. It wasn't an issue for a long time because pretty much no one lived there. But then the railroad came in the 1840s. Boston Corners got its own stop on the Harlem Line. And folks from New York City realized you could get away with a lot of shady business there. And that included a notorious bare-knuckle prize fight in 1853. Bare-knuckles boxing was illegal. Specifically illegal because it was so brutal. Because it was illegal, they needed to go somewhere where they wouldn't be arrested for doing it. And Boston Corners was perfect because it was a place where there was no law. Gangsters and ruffians from New York City placed their bets and piled onto the Harlem Line train to go to Boston Corners, where the Massachusetts cops couldn't get there to arrest them. They met in an abandoned brickyard and set up a makeshift ring. The contestants, an aged Irish brawler named Yankee Sullivan and an ambitious young scrapper named John Morrissey, nickname Old Smoke. Morrissey was bigger and younger, so he was the odds-on favorite, but... Sullivan was the better boxer, and that played out over 37 rounds. 
37 rounds. Bare knuckle fights could go on for a long time. And a round went until one person went down to one knee or was knocked down. Morrissey hit hard, but Sullivan had a strategy. And what Sullivan did was fight for a minute at a time and then take a knee. Eventually, he just wore Morrissey down. Toward the end of the fight, Morrissey was in trouble, and Sullivan was probably winning the fight. Then Benton says Sullivan looked out into the crowd of rowdy, drunken miscreants and saw someone attack one of his friends. Yankee Sullivan left the ring to go help fight for his friend, and the referee, who had a large bet on the fight, by the way, uh, for Morrissey, called him to toe the line when Sullivan didn't because he was out wailing on some other guy out in the crowd. He declared Morrissey the winner. It was a controversial call with thousands of dollars on the line. The crowd was not pleased. And a riot ensued, which continued basically all the way back to New York. The crowd set upon each other and upon the nearby farms. They took animals, they took food, they broke into houses, they, they took valuables. Just in general, wanton destruction. Then the train came to take them back to New York and the riot went mobile. Every place they stopped, they basically decimated uh, the small towns all the way down through Dutchess County on their way back to New York. The lawlessness stopped two years later in 1855 when Boston Corners finally joined New York State, where, geographically, it should have been all along. There's not much here today. A few farmhouses, a golf course, and a winery. But there is a historical marker by the side of a lonely road next to a field. Famous prize fight won by John Morrissey over Yankee Sullivan in this area, lasted 37 rounds and was witnessed by more than 3,000 persons. And the mountain range that once cut Boston Corners off from Massachusetts now marks the state line, as any mapmaker would have made it if they'd actually seen Boston Corners. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I uncover fascinating histories on the road from New York to Boston. <laughs>